0: On today's OTP, Road to
1: Nashville.
0: With the 19th
2: pick in the 2019 NFL Draft, the Tennessee Titans select Jeffrey Simmons. I will help this team win the Super Bowl.
0: That's my promise you Let's go, Titans! The OTP, Road to Nashville, starts. Hundred fifty-four players were drafted in Nashville this past weekend. Welcome to the OTP Road to Nashville. I'm Mike Keith with Amy Wells. People Hello. are taking the road out of Nashville now.
3: They, I'm sure the airport is quite a scene today It in probably Nashville. was yesterday as well. Yeah, there's probably a lot of people, a lot of Advil going around, <laughs> and uh, everybody's trying to get your flight out of here.
0: <laughs> I'd say that's right. Uh-huh. I'd say that's right. Yep. Well, we're glad you're with us. Uh, We are here today and tomorrow to kind of wrap things up, and then the OTP will go back to its regular weekly form. And so what we want to encourage you to do as we start the program today, two things. First of all, if you are joining us live on the Titans social media channels, Facebook, Twitter, YouTube, or if you're joining us at titansonline.com, love to get your questions today. We are asking for audience participation but also, if you haven't already done it, download the OTP so you can get the podcast, wherever you get your podcast. That's iTunes, wherever. Go ahead and make sure. If you are not a subscriber, you don't want to miss out on what we are going to be doing every week through the rest of the off season. Right. We're going to
3: have... Oh, yeah. I mean, there's still a lot to talk about. There's still a lot of work to be done getting ready for the season. We're only just beginning. We are
0: only just beginning.
3: So absolutely be sure you download it subscribe to the podcast rate it leave comments do the whole thing um because you don't want to miss out there's a lot more to come
0: you do not you okay. don't okay let's uh, get right to headlines and this is incredible 600,000 attended the draft maybe more who knows the thing that was so incredible about it is you have seen the shots of the crowd in front of the stage on first in Broadway. But what you didn't see through a lot of the shots on television is what was going on across the river. And I think that was the most misleading thing to some people about the crowd numbers is the, the numbers over at the NFL draft experience around Nissan stadium were vast. Now, as you see fans getting excited about all the picks at the stage and the way that it you know that it was it was nice because there were it never felt claustrophobic
3: no it didn't and i went and walked through the crowds for a while i, I just wanted to be a part of it sure. i don't like being left out and there were a lot of people there's a ton of people out there but you never felt like you were being smushed you never really felt like you were trapped anywhere right and we had said it before there's so much room to spread out kind of down the side streets and be in the honky-tonk and to be on the roof and there was just there was so many different nooks and crannies that people could be in it's not surprising to me at all that there were that many people yeah, out the there the crowds
0: at nissan stadium were massive as well and the numbers of people walking across the pedestrian bridge i mean you could When I saw the 600,000 number, I was not surprised at all. Mm -mm. Based on what we saw on the General Jackson and then walking across and then what I saw Saturday afternoon when we got off Titans Radio and I went down and got in it, Mm -hmm. um, it was fantastic. Now, here's what's maybe even more incredible. (laughs) The 2019 NFL Draft... Telecasts combined to reach more than 47.5 million television viewers, up 5% from 2018.
3: Say that number one more
0: time. 47.5 million people watched the draft. That's up 5% from a year ago. Let me say something else, too. And this was a worry among some people. This pretty big movie came out this weekend, Avengers. Mm Mm-hmm. And I've seen all sorts of different figures. Apparently, it did on Friday like $157 million. There's talk that it did like $340 million over the weekend. Yeah. And there were some people who were saying that that might tip off some of the edges of the television viewers and it <laughs> was wondered, will this affect the attendance at the draft because some people are going to pick either or. Now, the theory may have sounded crazy to some, but the movie was so big mm-hmm. that some people worried about this a little bit. Clearly, everybody did both.
3: Not an issue.
0: Yeah, not an not, not an issue. Not an issue. issue. <laughs> but I but I heard this, and it was being floated last Tuesday and Wednesday that there was a thought that it might it might have an, some sort of impact because people were so excited about this movie. Fair. Well, I hadn't thought about it. Yeah. I'm not an Avengers guy, well, I have but, family members who are, yeah, so I get it.
1: Mm-hmm. but I thought,, mm.
0: but clearly it didn't have any impact at all. No, by the way, the ratings in Nashville among all of the 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 uh, NFL network, ABC, ESPN, Fox, whatever, yes, ten point six rating in Nashville for the draft, which was number one in the country, New Orleans was second at eight point three. They didn't have first round pick. Wow. And then Richmond, Virginia, Cleveland, Ohio, Columbus, Ohio, Kansas City, Buffalo, Birmingham, which is basically Titans country to us, uh, Dayton, Ohio, and Milwaukee. Those Those are your top 10 markets for all rounds of the draft. Wow. How about that? That's so awesome. All right. Second headline, underclassmen, 144 came out this year. 49 of them did not get drafted.
3: See, and that's the risk you take when you do something like that.
0: That's a a third.
3: Yeah. And I get it. I understand you feel like you are ready to go to the next level. And there's kind of the exploratory phase where, and I don't know how that works, by the way, but where guys can kind of get a read on where they might go to see if they should pull out of school or not. I get it. (sighs) And there's the injury thing, the risk of getting hurt your senior year. But if you don't get drafted, now you're just
0: here. Trying to make, it, trying to make a team.
3: Yeah. but Well, so but n-
0: see, some people, and this is the short-sightedness, I mean, some guys basically don't put themselves with a choice eligibility-wise either. Right. They decide, I'm going to come out, so I'm not going to do my schoolwork to the level that I should. Right. Or I just – or I just don't want to do it anymore.
3: Right. But then you're in such a bad spot because you don't have a degree. You're not with a team. Now what do you do? Well,
0: but that's 49 of 144. By the way, next headline, what conference led in draft picks for the, I think, 14th year in a row?
3: Is there any question? The
0: Southeastern Conference. It's a record. 64. Alabama had 10. Georgia and Texas A&M each had seven. Sixty-four former SEC players go. Big Ten second, Pac-12 third, ACC fourth, Big 12 fifth.
3: Even with the entire senior class of Clemson getting drafted, it That's seems. Right. Still couldn't pull them up. Sorry, guys.
0: A couple of programs that had long streaks of having players taken ended. Virginia Tech has no one taken for the first time since 1993. But Nebraska has no one taken for the first time since 1963.
3: Seriously?
0: Yeah. John Kennedy was still president. 56-year streak for Nebraska.
3: Ooh. Sorry, Nebraska. Yep. Uh, I'm a Missouri girl. I don't feel that bad for them, actually.
0: NFL headline this morning. Sebastian Janikowski has finally given it up. Former first-round pick of the Raiders, the kicker. Shows over? Shows over for Seabass. Wow. He retires.
3: He was older, though, right?
0: Older like what? Older than you, yeah. Yeah, I mean, that's
3: that's fine. That counts. <laughs>
0: okay, but I mean, like older how?
3: I How long is he in the league?
0: He's in the league since two. He is uh, the second-to-last player left from the 2000 draft class.
3: Yeah. That would be older.
0: You know who's last? Who? Tom Brady.
3: Ah, uh, Mr. Tom... 199 himself. Ah, uh, the bionic man.
0: Selected 199 in 2000. He is still around. So Shane Leckler, the punter, mm-hmm. and Sebastian Janikowski, the kicker, both Raiders, mm-hmm. drafted in 2000, both now retire. So Tom Brady is the last one left. Just for fun, I decided to look and see who picked number 199 in this draft was his name is Jerry Green, outside linebacker from Mississippi State. He's drafted by Indianapolis. So Well there you go. Maybe he's maybe in nineteen years we're doing this program we're talking about him being the last player left from the two thousand nineteen draft.
3: That would be very impressive for an outside linebacker. It would be very impressive for us too. (laughs) Yeah if we're still here that would be impressive too.
0: (laughs) So we want to salute a friend here. Because uh, the mocks, the mock drafts, Jim Wyatt did a tour of 50 mock drafts
1: mm-hmm.
0: on the day of the draft. It was the day the before. Mm-hmm. Okay. One guy got it right. One guy got Jeffrey Simmons. Wow. You know who it was? It was Charles Davis. Charles Davis. Man. Congratulations, Charles Davis, who had a great weekend on NFL Network. Daniel Jeremiah had a great weekend. Their coverage was awesome. I I thought NFL Network's coverage, which is mostly what we could see where we were and Mm -hmm. we would have a chance to follow during breaks just because of the cable hookup that we had available to us. But what I saw, I mean, uh, I thought a lot of the coverage overall was was really good.
3: Mm -hmm. I did too. Some of the shots, and this is a very technical thing, but the way that they had the – broadcasters positioned and the way that nashville looked oh yeah with all of the different signs and you could see all the people and Mm -hmm. it's starting to get dark and so everything's glowing and beautiful oh nashville looks so good it did oh it was great
0: by the way somebody else who got it right amy wells you know six days ago on the otp we asked the question who is the player that you could not pass up? Let's go to the videotape and take a look. Player that you cannot pass up if he's there at 19.
1: Jeffrey
3: Simmons.
0: Defensive tackle, Mississippi State University. Absolutely. You I took know, mine. Thank you. I'm game sorry. is over. Well,
3: yes. <laughs> I'm good at the game. Um, no, I know that there are a lot of flags. I won't even call them red flags, but there are a lot of things that are attached to him. Obviously, the issue coming out of high school, the injury to his ACL right now. I think that he is such a elite player. I think that he is such a physical specimen that you can't pass up on something like that. I think he's an investment. Obviously, you're not going to get him for the majority of the 2019 season, you're giving him a red shirt opportunity. I think that that's something that in 2020, he can come out and start immediately, barring any setbacks. Maybe you get him in time for the playoffs if your team can get that far. Like, I think that that is such a good investment for your football team that he's not a guy that you can pass up
0: if he's sitting there at 19. So you're taking top five value for five years at 19. Absolutely. Knowing that, on paper, at least, you don't figure to have him for the majority of 2019.
3: I'm not drafting for right now. I'm drafting for the future of this
0: team. You're saying that's the best pick for the – that's like Taylor Lewan in 2014.
3: Exactly. When
0: people went nuts, oh, how can they take Taylor But That's turned out. It turned out fine. Yeah, it's yeah. done okay.
3: But I think that he's a talent that you can't pass up. Okay. The future is now, Mike Keith. We have arrived. You said it. I – apparently John Robinson listens to the pod, the beat. I, I don't
0: think so. I think he I was think listening, he, and he said, think you know what? not he's walking in the beat again anytime Valid points. Soon. But well, Smart. Well played by you, ma'am.
3: You know, thank you. Well and, played uh, by you,
0: and I, I wanted to make sure you get full credit. because you. that. Because you said it, and when you say it, and when you get it right, you deserve to get credit. Here's an interesting thing, too. So we're doing Titans radio draft coverage on Saturday. And the Titans pick Amati Hooker, the safety from Iowa. Mm-hmm. And we are fortunate to get Kirk Ferentz, Iowa's head football coach, on the show, which was—he's the dean of NCAA football coaches and and highly respected. A former NFL assistant, I mean, he and he's put guys in the league all over the place, and he talks glowingly about Amani Hooker and great comparison about Imani Hooker with Carl Klug in terms of that blue-collar lunch pail, underrated Minnesota prospect who comes in and blossoms and then ends up being a really good pro. Very good talk. So we're letting him go. And he says, oh, by the way, the tackle that you got from Mississippi State is like one of the best players we've ever seen. There you go. It's like, whoa, Kirk Ferentz says this on Titans Radio.
3: That's pretty awesome.
0: It's pretty great. Here's what else is awesome. So because Amy got it right, She got a chance to go get the big man, and we get a chance to show you all of that right now exclusively on the OTP. Take a look.
1: We
3: are in the air right now. We are on our way from Nashville to Mississippi. We're picking up Jeffrey Simmons. He wasn't at the draft. He was celebrating with his family. So we're just going to go down and get him, bring him back to Nashville. He's got a full day ahead of him. He has no idea what is coming for him right now. We're here. (laughs) Jeffrey. Hi, I'm Amy Wells. Welcome to the Titans. We're so excited you're here.
2: Excited
3: as well. Your chariot awaits. I don't even think the season was over yet. And we were watching Mississippi State tape. And everyone was like, wait a minute, who is that? we were like, (laughs) we want that guy. To hear your name called yesterday, downtown exploded, really? you know, because the draft is in Nashville. Right, yeah. We're going to fly over the stadium. So we're going to take you and you'll be able to see, obviously, Nissan Stadium, but then also where the draft is and all that stuff. <laughs> We're going to the Country Music Hall of Fame right now.
0: Some of these people out here have been Titan season ticket members since before you were born. They have no idea you're here. Titans season ticket members, I'm counting on you right now because in his first appearance as a Tennessee Titan, Tell them what they're going to get from the big man.
2: First off, getting you know, under the God, I'm excited to be here. Um, it's, it's been a journey, you know. Um, and for you guys to be here to support me, I'm blessed. You know, I uh, thank you, guys. Thank you, guys. Thank you, guys. I'm going to make this firmer to you guys today. I would not let you guys down. I promise. I would make it. I would help this team win the Super Bowl. That's my promise to you guys. One, two, three. Tyler! 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 How you doing, sure. Jefferson Simmons? Nice to meet you. Bro. They went nuts. They did. <laughs> kind of almost got a little emotion in that. Yeah? <laughs> well yeah, I, like I said, just grateful. That's awesome. Oh, Big yes, work. sir. I'm glad to be here. Congratulations, sir. Man. Thank you. I'm so proud of you, sir. Thank you. <laughs>
0: so proud of you. This will be your new home right here for a long time.
2: Hey, just that's, that's go. That's my. You did you get some sleep well, no.
0: last night, or what was uh, running through your mind last <laughs> night? Just a little bit. Man. I
2: was just so excited to get up here today. Right. You know, I was I woke up early this morning, sitting on the bed, just, man, it's a blessing. Yeah. So, uh, well, thank you, guys, for sure. You don't have to thank us, baby. It's you. I uh, come to work every day.
0: Oh yeah, no problem. Hey, oh yeah, thank you. Yeah, this guy playing in front of you at Tennessee Man. State. You <laughs> had a lot more tackles. <laughs> yeah, I would. Don't have to worry about nothing. <laughs> How was your day
3: today?
2: And today been, you know, a lot of interviews, but I'm excited. You know, I'm excited to be a Tennessee Titan.
3: Does this feel like it fits? Does this feel like your home?
2: It's feels like it. I'm so far, so good. Like I said, the time when I walked in, like I said, me and my family were real close. So like I said, I know that family atmosphere. I know that family, that family pride. You know, and I, I know. Around here, we're big on pride, you know, that family pride. You know, like I said, we—I'm a part of it now, so um, I'm excited. You know, like I said, I've been feeling it. Like i am like this the place for me. This has been the place for me. And like and everybody talking about Jared Casey, you know, I can i am eager to meet guys like him, you know, just to be able to learn from him. So
3: this morning, it felt surreal. Does it feel real life now?
2: As I'm still trying to take it all in. You know, it still feels like this really happening right now. So it's like, you know, I'm still trying to soak it all in, you know. Emotion is still there, you know. Um, I'm so excited, like I said, everything I've been through in life, you know, been all the hard work then pays off now. So, I mean, like I said, the work really just beginning, though.
3: You feel like a Titan now?
2: Uh, I feel like a Titan. I'm a Titan now.
0: Nice job by you and Ashley Farrell.
3: Hey, thank you. It uh, it That was, was so good. It was an absolute blast. We had so much fun hanging out with him for his – First day as a Titan. Yeah. It was wild and crazy. (laughs) That was
0: good stuff. I still think in in reviewing him, and we talked about it, the, the bit that we showed six days ago about him being a top five talent, I think when you review everything, if he's healthy, if he doesn't sustain the knee injury on February the 12th, I think the Jets take him at three or the Raiders take him at four. Yep. I have no doubt Mike Mayock takes him at four knowing what Mike Mayock values in football players having spent a little time with Mike and I'm not best friends with him or anything but I know I know what he thinks I mean this guy is something else he had a great Friday here I mean he the thing he did at the country music hall of fame and that was the first time we had ever done that I have a feeling we may do it again for season ticket members <laughs> it was pretty great it was pretty great we um so we did the uh, former first round picks, and we had five of them there. Chris Johnson was there, and Rashawn Evans, and Adoree Jackson, and Kevin Dyson, and Michael Griffin. And we didn't know that he would get there. We thought we could get him there. We hoped. But we thought, how cool would it be to bring him in and just let him surprise people? And it was.
3: It was awesome. It was awesome. Just the reception. He is so excited and he's so grateful and um, it just everywhere we went, everything we did, he, he was just blown away and he was just so happy to be here yeah. and uh, it just struck me. I mean, he is so, so happy. And that makes me happy.
0: That's good. Mm-hmm. All right. So, how about some social media questions? Here's Do you have one. A few?
3: Yes, and here's one about Jeffrey Simmons, actually, good. and the entire defense. It says we have such a young nucleus on defense with Landry, Evans, Jackson, Bayard, and now Simmons. How excited are you to watch that group evolve?
0: Oh, very much so. I mean, I, I think that's when you put them together with some veteran presence, and I, I think that's what the nice thing is, is you have the Casey's and the Wake's and the Woodyard's and the Logan Ryan's and the the Malcolm Butler's to sort of lead them along. But, you know, when I was sitting on stage the other day with Rashawn Evans and Adoree Jackson, I was taken back to sitting on stage at one point at an event with Samari Roll and Keith Bullock. You know, I mean, it's the same sort of feeling that you have – to see that next generation come along. I think this is going to be a a really good defense for a long, long time.
3: Here's another one from social media. Do you feel like the Titans got some steals in this draft? Oh, yeah.
0: We're going to talk about that a little bit more in just a second, but there is absolutely no question that in terms of where guys were rated by people that really everybody respect, that guys fell because – and Dave McGinnis said it, and he had it exactly right. He thought the big men would go up. And as the big men went up, the receivers and the defensive backs fell. And it was no, no cause because the receivers and the defensive backs couldn't play, Amy. It's just there was such incredible value in the big guys. It was such a great big man year that that's why that happened. So, yeah, undoubtedly.
3: I I think that's true. Does um, Jeffrey Simmons' size remind you of Reggie White?
0: He's got the um, – Reggie White was such a massive man from the standpoint. And, and what people have to understand about Reggie White was Reggie White was not the tallest guy. He was 6'5". He's taller than this guy. And he wasn't the heaviest guy, I mean he played you know over three hundred pounds, but I mean he wasn't like four hundred pounds or something crazy, right, but his length was i mean everything about Reggie White was so big. this kid has that too mm-hmm. he has the long arms and the big hand- i mean his hands are just huge massive yep so there i mean there's some of i mean he has some of those qualities i Boy, it's hard for me to even even say anything in regards to Reggie White because you're scared somebody will take it as a comparison to the guy who's you know pretty much right at the elite of the elite all time. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I mean he's got, I mean, and that's what makes him weird mm-hmm. is this is when when you saw him in the suit, you get how he's put together. It's it's not a normal 300 pound guy coming out of college who's generally got. Got to pull a little from up here, up here. Mm-hmm. And they do. You know, when, yeah. they, 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 when they get here and they're working out full time and they're on a nutrition plan and, they, you know, all of these things, their job is football. They generally take some from up here and it goes up here. Right. This guy doesn't need that. Right. I mean, he is. No,
3: he's built like he's.
0: Yeah. Like he's. A, I mean, he's already a grown, a, he's a grown man. He
3: is a grown man. Yes. Yes. I agree with that. Anything else? That's it for right now.
0: All right. So let's run through the six picks just to make sure that uh, everybody remembers what all has gone on. (laughs) (laughs) Just in case. I think they probably do. But what we want to do is we just want to go through them. Obviously, Jeffrey Simmons is the first round pick. Yep. And then the, the second round pick was the real surprise. And he's the guy I thought most people had going anywhere from 25 to 35, A.J. Brown, you spent time with him on his pre-draft visit. Mm-hmm. He is not a typical wide receiver because you see it. He's six one, but he's 230 pounds. He looks like a tailback or a linebacker.
3: He does. He's a – he's – I don't even know the wor- – built, I suppose. Like, he's huh. – and we've said it before. No one really talked about it that much because at the combine you had him – With DK Metcalf, who had the, like, 4% body fat and the weird, like, he was super jacked. But, like, this guy is, I mean, he's set. He's good to go. He'll be fine. Um, I I was tickled.
0: What I love so much about him and getting him in this spot is he may have 100 catches next year. I don't know. But he doesn't have to. Mm -hmm. It's not... You, you got a great receiver in a year where you don't have the expectation that he has to be a huge part of it. And so he's going to get a chance to grow a little bit. Mm-hmm. Now, they may find roles to help him. He may come in and show that he can help right away. You never know about receivers. But, I mean, this is fantastic value. His run after the catch is unbelievable. Again, to coach to quote Coach Mack, he is a combat catcher. He really catches the football well, which is a, a question about Metcalf, mm-hmm. unfortunately. This was the, I mean, he's the all-time leader in receiving at Ole Miss in most categories. He had the best back-to-back years in Ole Miss history for a receiver. Uh, scores a lot of touchdowns, makes a lot of plays, just a ball player.
3: Can I squeak in a social question sure. while we're talking about it? Of course. How do you think that the addition of A.J. Brown is going to change the dynamics of the wide receiver room? Is there someone who's now kind of an odd man out? No, or
0: not necessarily. Is he just
3: able to kind of grow up in that I room? I think he
0: can grow up in the room. I mean, I have the, the depth chart right here in front of me. And, I mean, you've got Corey Davis, Taewon Taylor, Adam Humphreys, and Tajay Sharp. And then, you know, you have several other guys as well. I mean it's gonna be a battle to stay on the roster for some people because AJ Brown barring injury is gonna be on the roster. And so you're you're in a position to, I think it's about it's about playing time. Does he take playing time away from somebody? Are there other areas you know, can he help on special teams? Don't know. Um yeah, just how far along he is, I I mean that's the thing you never the transition from college to Pro is toughest for a quarterback. Right behind that is receiver. Yep. So you never know. You you never quite know. Yeah. Um. But I I think his odds are are pretty good.
3: Well, I think we're going to have fun watching. Whatever I think happens. you're right.
0: I think you're right. <laughs> then in the third round, a guy who was a target, Nate Davis, the big man out of Charlotte, and Nate Davis gives the Titans the versatility they want because he has guard type size he kind of he, he appears to be a guard but he has tackle experience he shows the ability to finish along with pass blocking what he did at the senior bowl blew everybody away he made a bunch of money in mobile mm-hmm. over 90 guys who were in mobile got drafted 10 in the first round so going and practicing and playing at the senior bowl let that be a lesson to you, young people. But I think he went from a third-day pick to a second-day pick based on what he was able to do there.
3: Yeah, that's what that's for.
0: He went Every time he went against good competition, he took care of business. And so the Titans are very lucky to get him. There are many that feel like he will be able to compete for the starting spot at right guard right away. We shall see. but. He is certainly a good-looking prospect, and he was a guy that that type of player in a big-man draft that the Titans liked very much.
3: Absolutely. This is why you go to those bowl games. Like, that's the point. Oh, yeah. That's where you go and you show what you can do in a completely different environment in front of NFL head coaches. I always, always, always think that people should go – to those types of things. The Senior Bowl, the East-West Shrine game. Well, you never, I mean,
0: unless you're going to be like a top five pick Mm -hmm. or a top ten pick, when you get a chance to go show how you can play football, Mm -hmm. it never hurts you. Right. Because that's what you do. Yeah. I mean, running around cones and running fast 40 times, it's all important. But, you know, he went and showed he could play football against good players. And he made himself a bunch of money. Yep. Uh, Amani Hooker. At a need position, we were on Titans radio, and as you look at it, the Titans did not have good depth at safety in terms of numbers. And this player, when I got up Saturday morning and I was looking over who was still left, I was blown away that Chauncey Garner-Johnson from Florida and Amani Hooker were still available. Two safeties who can do a lot of different things. And obviously John Robinson... Felt strongly enough about him. Titans trade up to get him. He's from Minnesota. He comes from a family that uh, has put out basketball players. He himself is a good basketball player. He's a really good all-around athlete who continued to improve during his time with the Hawkeyes. And you've got to feel great about getting this player to give you some real depth behind Vicaro and Bayard and with Crookshank.
3: I have a social media question about Amani Hooker. Go. How do you see Hooker contributing in this defense, and do you see those contributions happening this
0: season? Probably not. I mean, if you're in a best-case scenario, no, mm-hmm. because you have Vicaro and you have Bayard. Now, can there be some packages they could use him in when they go three safeties? Yes, Dean Pease will get creative. You'd like for him to be a, a big special teams performer – And he's done some returning. Yep. So, I mean, special teams is what you'd say first and foremost, but he gives you outstanding depth, which you needed, because we were looking at the the sheet. I I put these sheets together, and they are are not exact, but they give you kind of a positional rundown, and this is what we were looking at on Titans Radio. And because the team has not re-signed Brandon Trawick, and – Because the team has not re-signed Kendrick Lewis, they have Vaccaro, Bayard, Crookshank, and a guy who was on the practice squad who has potential, Damian Webb. But, Amy, they only got four safeties. Yeah. Four safeties? That's not... And so we were talking about it on Titans Radio, and we're saying, you know, they could take Amani Hooker right here because most people thought he was a second- or third-round pick. You can get him in the fourth round, and he improves your safety depth, and... You don't have to go out and sign a veteran.
3: There you go. Yeah, you have him. He can develop. I mean, he's learning behind guys like Kenny Vaccaro right. and Kevin Byard. I mean, that's a great room to be in. And he'll get some shots to show what he'll he can do. he get some shots. There's yeah. no doubt
0: about it. Yeah, the numbers this,
3: are in his favor there.
0: I mean, was this my favorite pick? I hate to say that because I don't want to slight the other ones, but it was right up there. Mm-hmm. I was pretty excited when – because we met him when he was in, and he was impressive. Yep, yes. And um, he fits the whole John Robinson, Mike Vrabel thing about ball players.
3: I like it. So far, so good.
0: Fifth round, DeAndre Walker. DeAndre Walker, outside linebacker, Georgia, seven and a half sacks last year. Had to fight his way to get on the field in the midst of a bunch of really talented Georgia Bulldogs. And you, you get the feeling this dude has only scraped the surface because Georgia has been so good on defense and has had so many players that they've put in the NFL and, and has done such a great job at linebacker. He had to fight his way out there. He's 6'2". He weighs 251. He is by no means a finished product. But let's look at the outside linebackers for the Titans. Cameron Wake, who's a finished product. Yep. (laughs) Kamala Correa, Harold Landry, Sharif Finch, LaTroy Lewis, Jamel President. So you're probably going to keep five? Yeah. Probably. Well, there's a spot in there for somebody who can play teams and who can develop. Absolutely. And this guy, you know, a lot of people thought he was going in the third round.
3: I was surprised. When I guess I just kind of assumed that he was off the board, right? So then, kind of like Hooker was, he yeah, the whole thing. it's yep. like I kind of thought. So when uh, it comes down and it says across the screen, DeAndre Walker, I was like,
0: What? Yeah, he was still there, really? Right.
3: <laughs> so it was very exciting. Um, yeah, I think that I think that group is going to be a really fun one to watch. In training camp.
0: Kind of like the David Long pickup in the sixth round. Yes. David Long was the only guy in Division One who led his team in tackles, tackles for loss, and sacks. He's not a big guy. He's built just like Jayon Brown, almost exactly. But all this guy did is make plays. Now, the position is devalued in terms of draft stock because teams don't carry as many of these guys due to the fact that teams spend more time in sub-packages with a defensive back taking the place of a linebacker. But you need them. You need good ones. You have a guy on your team in Wesley Woodyard who is in his 12th year out of Kentucky. He's not going to play forever. Right. You did not have a lot of depth at this spot. This was another position. We talked about it on Titans Radio again on as we got into round six and Coach Mack made the point that linebacker could be a good spot. Because you have Woodyard, Evans, Brown, Bates, who's primarily a special teamer, and then Nigel Harris, a guy you added late in the year. You you needed a young guy. You needed some depth here. We thought they might go at that in undrafted free agency, but instead they get this guy who the Titans are really up on and people had a high draft grade in a lot of different places because of his productivity. But again... People skidding because the big men went up, mm-hmm. you know, guys over 270 pounds went up, and guys under 270 pounds went down.
3: Can I ask you a question because I have seen some people concerned about his size? No, I mean, Tell me why that's not a problem. Because
0: that's the size of linebackers today. Mm-hmm. The 6'4", 240-pound linebacker has been replaced by, I mean, you've got Rashawn Evans who has that sort of size, but he plays like Jayon Brown, who's six feet and weighs 225, 230. Woodyard, six feet, 230. Um, I mean, that's, that's what backers do today, is they want run and hit guys because they've got to be able to cover. Mm-hmm. It's not as much. Teams don't line up in two back and come downhill like they once did. Right. You're not having to take on the fullback like you once did at linebacker. So I think that's the difference in the game.
3: Yeah, I agree with that.
0: So those are the six picks for the Titans. That's the class. Simmons, Brown, Davis, Hooker, Walker, and Long. Now, you're asking about undrafteds. And you're seeing names all over the place. Let me tell you how the Titans do it, and this is important to remember. You're going to see a lot of different names. And Jim White tweeted about this last night, and he's right. The majority of them will be right because their agents are putting it out. The Titans don't release a list until a guy passes a physical. Right. The other thing that happens too, and they don't like to sort of designate, they'll have the rookie minicamp in here the end of not this week, but next week. Yes. They will bring in tryout players. At the end of that camp, there will be – more than likely, if history shows, there will be tryout players who beat out guys who were signed.
3: Yep, it's happened was it? before. What was
0: it five last year?
3: Yeah, something like that. It's a big number. Yeah, it was four or five. I so think.
0: they don't. So they're saying they don't care. They just want to come out of that rookie minicamp with the best group possible. But again, don't look for the Titans to release anything. As has been the custom, maybe this changes, but the custom has been they won't release anything until those guys are either headed here or get here and pass a physical. That's the norm.
3: Yep. So we are not keeping secrets. We're not hiding. No, no, it no, is... no,
0: I mean, we, we don't know. They won't tell us for sure. We're reading a lot of the same lists that people are. Yeah. And there's some exciting names on the list.
3: Absolutely. <laughs> we're not I'm mad not, at, at not those lists. I'm not acting like it
0: does. You know, we're not putting <laughs> our hands over our eyes or covering our ears and acting like it's not happening. Right. But I don't want to give anybody bad information.
3: That's not what we do on the OTP. We try
0: not to this on is the OTP. This only Road to good National.
3: information.
0: All right, mm-hmm. so we're going to wrap up the show with a couple of things. Favorite moments from Draft Weekend. If you've got one, send it in via social media.
3: Yeah, we want to hear what you. I'm going to do were. mine
0: first. Okay. Eddie George coming out in Steve McNair's jersey to make the 51st pick.
3: That was pretty great.
0: The crowd's reaction to the selection of AJ Brown at 51, especially. Uh, the Eddie, Eddie coming out. I got to stop on that for a second. Just talk about it. When he came out in Steve's jersey, Steve's jersey. Um, I think everybody who was sitting around me on the General Jackson and the season ticket members just couldn't believe it. And Eddie told the story on Titans Radio on Saturday about why he did it. And how he went about the process, he asked permission, and he talked to people, and he came over to Haas and got one of Steve's old jerseys that Haas Noska, the Titans equipment manager, had. And, I mean, he, he did it the right way and with a lot of thought, just as you would expect Eddie George to do.
3: Right. It was, it was awesome. I was down in front of the stage with some Titans fans, and their response was so cool. Yes. It was an awesome moment.
0: It was. Mm-hmm. Now, now let me go back to the A.J. Brown thing. So, the Titans are on the board in the second round, and it was so exciting to see them pick A.J. Brown because people realize, I mean, he should not have been there. In a normal year for receivers, if this is a normal year for the defensive linemen and the offensive linemen where some are picked here and, you know, it's just a, a – this was not normal. No. And for him to be there at 51 after being so productive at Ole Miss, people went ballistic. It was great. Yep. Great moment. And then for me as an NFL fan, Jim Brown. When Jim Brown came out to make the pick for the Cleveland Browns in the second round, and he picked Greedy Williams, the fact that Jim Brown said the words Greedy Williams made me happy. <laughs> uh, said the name <laughs> Greedy But to think – Jim Brown is in Nashville. I think he's 84. Wow. If I'm not mistaken, he's 83 or 84. Who cares? He's Jim Brown. That's true. To me, he's the greatest player in NFL history. Yeah. And he was in Nashville at the draft. That right there, if nothing else had happened, that made it the draft.
1: Yeah.
3: That was your moment. That
0: was, I mean, it's Jim Brown. Yeah. What are yours?
3: Well, my first one was the fact that Jeffrey Simmons was drafted. (laughs) I mean, he was the guy I wanted. And that never happens to me, Mike. You know this. I pick a guy, I get my heart set on a guy, and then I get my little heart broken. And this year, I got my guy. You got the guy. And it was so great. So I was very excited about that. And then just being able to spend so much time with it, that was just such a cool moment for me. It was awesome. Good. So that was number one. Number two, I was able to be in the inner circle with the uh, Titans season ticket members. So these were people who were directly in front of the stage. And as the host city, the Tennessee Titans got the best spot. Good. They were right in front of the stage. And so I spent some time with them when the Titans made their second and third picks. Right. It was so
0: cool. You're jumping ahead. I'm not jumping You're ahead. You're skipping one.
3: Oh, I did it out of order. Sorry, guys. That's all right. Well, I'll do the third one last, or the second one no, on You
0: said, so you had a great time with the fans.
3: I had a great time with the fans. Okay. Being able to turn around and see the sheer volume of people in Nashville was so cool. Yes. Being able to be there when someone was being selected was also cool. It was Good an stuff. awesome experience. The la- My, I guess, second, third moment was Christian Wilkins Wilkins came up onto the stage when he was drafted. He's going to meet the commissioner. This is such an exciting moment for him. Here it comes. You can see he's fired up. And then what does he do? He demolishes Roger Goodell. Just straight up goes in for, like, the chest bump thing. Roger Goodell cannot jump that high. He knows this. He knows that Christian Wilkins is a big dude, and he's going to get slammed. So what does he do? He ducks. He goes down. Big guy goes up. Hilarious.
1: (laughs) It was so funny.
3: And we had just talked about the fear in Roger Goodell's eyes when he goes in for some of those hugs. Yeah. And that just blew all of it out of the water. I thought it was so funny. And I was in the media room and saw it on TV. Everybody starts laughing and it's even better because the broadcast played it again in slow motion. And you him see him getting clocked. And you see just straight fear, but also acknowledging that he's just gonna have to take this one. And so he kinda goes down. It was it was great. It was pure comedy for me. And I thought that it was just that's the excitement of the draft.
0: All right. Good. That's it. Good stuff. You know who else had the excitement of the draft? Who? Amy Adams Strunk. Ugh. If there is anybody who had a better weekend than Amy Adams Strunk, I don't know who it is. And the people who got to encounter her certainly had a great time as well. Here's some of that seen through our eyes as we had a chance to follow her on Saturday.
1: After Nashville Season ticket we'll, Member, we'll I love you. Thank
0: you. Oh, she's awesome. She's absolutely amazing. This is this whole experience is awesome. Thanks to her. We were there with
1: you yeah. in, in our hearts. Thank you so much. You're a strong fighter. Thank you so much. go! We love you and just love our fans that are in the armed forces. Thank you so much. Thanks
0: for coming. No problem. You made the drive.
1: I just want to thank all you Titans fans and all
2: you NFL fans. Thank you for coming to our great city. He's always requested a to song. So in honor of my buddy Steve McCarran, in honor of you being here, I'm going to sing this song for him, all right? We're going to sing it out.
3: Awesome.
0: She fangirled. I like that. That's pretty good stuff.
3: That is. Man, what a cool weekend.
0: <laughs> All right, so let's wrap it up with some social media. Do you have some things?
3: I have some people who sent in their favorite draft oh, moments.
0: Good. good. I'd love to hear that.
3: So uh, the first one was My favorite moment was blowing every draft host city out of the water.
0: (laughs) Fair. It's done. (laughs) That also. That has been completed, yes. (laughs) Yes. Well done.
3: Um, Someone else said that their favorite thing was Albert Hainsworth was hanging out with fans.
0: Typical of him. I mean, that's what he does. Uh, Big Al's not afraid to be with the people.
3: I saw him on the red carpet wearing like a sequin. uh, Yeah, like a sequin vest type of thing. It was not the most flattering thing I've ever seen, but he worked it. Proud of him. Nice. <laughs> um,
0: she said it Oh Yeah, sorry, not buddy.
3: Um, here's a fan that said Michael Irvin took his daughter up on stage to wave a Titans flag. That's pretty cool. Okay, that's that's all a right. cool moment. We'll take that. Uh, my favorite one is his favorite moment of the draft was Mike Keith's reaction to A.J. Brown on the General yeah, Jackson.
0: It was kind of. <laughs> That was my uh, Rashawn Evans moment.
3: I was going to say, was this another falling out of your seat type of well, reaction?
0: I, uh, so last year I got a little excited when the Titans picked Rashawn Evans.
3: That's okay. I did. It's passion. I did. I um, think that's good. I
0: admit it. But <laughs> I'm sitting there, we're talking about the possible people, and I I throw out, I'm like, what about A.J. Brown here? I said, this, I mean, golly. I mean, if you watched SEC football and you watched this guy play – and you and you understand i mean from the from the depth standpoint again a lot of what we talk about because we're doing such long draft coverage on radio is we're talking about the different positions the titans didn't technically need a wide receiver but if you can get a guy who can just go score touchdowns not bad that's what the game still is that's why i understood some of the talk about the Titans potentially picking one of the great tight ends at number 19. I thought the only one they would pick would be Hawkinson. I I really did. Um, But if he was there, it's like, is he he just so good you can't pass him up? And I just thought at 51, A.J. Brown was so good you can't pass him up. And because you got Adam Humphreys, you're – you're just not under pressure with that group anymore because Corey took a big step last year, and we know what Taewon can do, and Tajay came back. And and I, I think this group's going to get better, but this kid is just so special. To me, you can just never have enough of them.
3: I think that's awesome. Yeah. I like that you had a good response. Well, Mike. it
0: was kind of – it was not – yeah, I was a little excited. I like it. Well, Excitement I, is good. I, yeah, but I just like to no. be calmer. As yeah. I get older. It's not happening.
3: Mike, no one wants you to be calm. Com-
0: calm we is want just, your
3: true feelings.
0: Calm is just not happening. No. All right, you got anything else?
3: Uh, no. Um, I g- did get a question about the caravan. Okay. People would like to know if that's a thing that we're doing this year. The answer is yes. So get on titansonline.com. The cities are posted. You can check it out there.
0: You're caravanning today. I'm
3: caravanning today. We're going to Fort Campbell today. Nice. I know.
0: You know, our first visit to Fort Campbell was 20 years ago. Mm-hmm. We took Eddie George and uh, as we planned it out, the funny thing is we didn't exactly know where Fort Campbell was. Oh, that's N- good. None of us had ever been to Fort Campbell. <laughs> this is so terrible to admit. We were all very young. And so we're we we didn't have a there's now a map on my wall from back when I was involved with the caravan and I would always do push pins to the different places and it came from the 99 caravan where I didn't realize certain places weren't as close together as I thought they were <laughs> because most of my knowledge of this stuff was based on like snowbird from when I was a kid looking at the different counties in Kentucky this is so <laughs> awful it? but so we w- we would watch Bill Hall do snowbird mm-hmm. or Ron Howes on Channel 5 do, you know do whatever. And and so you would see the counties come off. Well, they all look so close together.
3: Right. I mean, they're well, counties. They're, they're
0: really not. Well, but it's like Bowling Green and Fort Campbell are not close together. On the on the Snowbird map, they look close <laughs> to This is so awful. <laughs> Why am I admitting this publicly?
3: I think this is so
0: good. So this is 20 years ago. So we have this disaster day where everything we have plotted out as far as times are way off because... First of all, our driver won't go over forty five
3: mm, which was
0: not great horrendous and the second thing was where these distances are much greater than what we knew so Eddie's with us, Eddie George is with us, and he is he's being a champ, but I mean it's a bad, bad day. We are way late. We go to Fort Campbell, which is something that Bob Hyde and Larry Stone and I had talked about, so you know we We've got the post there. We need to go there. And we show up at the PX, which is essentially their shopping center, mm-hmm. is, in case you don't know the vernacular. I didn't, which is why I say, and I obviously didn't know where it was because <laughs> I'm looking at the snowbird map. So <laughs> this is so bad. This is why you watch the OTP, for That's these true. moments of personal reflection. So we get there. There are 800 people there. Oh. It's the greatest thing in the world. Eddie is energized. It's and that was where the whole bond between the Titans and Fort Campbell started. And every year we have taken people there. And it doesn't matter who you take. And and most of not all of them are Titans fans because these are our military people from across the country. And they'll come up and they'll be, I'm a you know, a Bucks fan or mm-hmm. I'm a Raiders fan or I'm a Seahawks fan. But they are so thrilled and so pleased that the NFL team comes to see them. And this bond has been formed from essentially a mistake <laughs> <laughs> uh, that that has carried on in this way and has been so – the relationship has been so special. And um, I'll never forget getting to have lunch there one time and uh, seeing General Petraeus and Jeff Fisher have a conversation. And the, those two men – I mean, it was one of the great thrills of my time here is these two incredibly bright men having a conversation. You're thinking, wow, Mm -hmm. we are lucky to have people like this protecting our country and... uh Good stuff. I mean it really is. You'll have a great time I'm
3: so excited. I know we have a lot of really great stops on Caravan. That one's one of my favorites. Yeah, it's
0: always at the top. So enjoy. Thank you. Okay. And again, Titansonline.com if you want to find out more about Caravan. Mm -hmm. We're back tomorrow with the final live OTP at Ten Central. And the only way we can sort of close it up is with Jim Wyatt. The great Jim Wyatt is here. Of course. And remember, download the podcast. Uh, if you haven't started doing that now, start right now. Just do the right t- thing. take your phone out and just yep. OTP. Because <laughs> after tomorrow, we are gone live. We appreciate all the nice comments and the things that you've said during the course of the process. I do know where Fort Campbell is now. I mm-hmm. promise. I could drive there right now, so you don't need to I send could drive me direction. there. Now. <laughs>
3: I could. I could get in
0: the car and just drive there right now. They do would it. stop me at the gate, <laughs> which they should. Oh. For no. Amy Wells, I'm Mike Keith. Last weekend, 254 players were drafted in Nashville. How about that? Thanks for being with us for the OTP Road to Nashville. Have a great day, everybody.